Welcome to our Fate of Midgard game. I'm the Game Master Porter, and tonight we have Aaron and Tiffany as our players. Aaron, go ahead and introduce us to your character. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I play Eleanor Westergaard, and she is a glamorous, infiltrating enforcer, and her trouble is venom in her veins. Her aspects are fantastical facades, which has grown, so not only does she do glamours, but she also can transform creatures, which is quite exciting. Um, her other aspects are Westergaard family business, lady on a mission, and then her gear aspect is his dagger. All right, Tiffany, go ahead and introduce us to your character. I play Mira Barkridge. She is a well-meaning, eccentric, earthen enchantress. Her trouble is stop selling. Her aspects are horticulture for hire, herbalist, hobbyist. She is the caretaker of the figs. Her latest aspect has become I miss my grove. And her gear aspects are earth song pendant and staff of four seasons. Awesome. So... Let's do a, a quick recap of last session. What do you? What stands out to you from our game last time? <laughs> how, <laughs> how we uh, nimbly evaded our tails by uh, lighting a market on the, fire and turning them into house cats <laughs> by creating absolute chaos. Oh right! In a public yes. square full of innocent people. That was the best moment when Daruka was shrunk. That was pretty hilarious. That was probably my highlight. One of my highlights. Yes. <laughs> the other Daruka one. Daruka turned into a house cat. Daruka and, turned into a house cat. And uh, I completely botched my diversion, <laughs> and instead of growing things into trees, set everything on fire. Which I'm sure will have absolutely no negative consequences down the line. Oh, oh I'm I know, sure. I was actually thinking about last time you were saying that everywhere we've gone in the city, like, literally, we're leaving a trail of chaos. Yes. You've been really easy to follow. This has been horrible. We need to be better about this. <laughs> Um, but then what What did we do? So Nakumba, he was starting to cast a spell. Oh, and then I transformed. You my, did I an made an illusion. illusion. Yes. Yes, to make the crowd of people look like cobras, giant yeah. cobras coming at him. Yes. Which was Broke his concentration. Yep. And we ran away really fast. Yep. You flew away on your carpet and yes. you saw him fly up into the air behind you and then decide that he, because he couldn't fly, he couldn't oh. pursue with uh, with Daruka. So... He uh, he disappeared after that, but I don't know that it's fair that the were tigers can fly. Only one of them can fly. <laughs> the wizard, the wizard were tiger can yes. fly. Yes, <laughs> he's already a were tiger, and he's a wizard. That's, that's quite exciting. Um, but then we decided we were going to go back to our little hotel place that we're staying. Yes, and grab our stuff, right? Yep, no, because we we'd been and... shopping in the market. Right, so we wanted to collect up our personal effects and get out of Dodge, because if we were being followed, then no place was safe. Yes. So we couldn't rightly go back to our little hovel, so we had to um, we had to um, grab our stuff and move along to the pallid court. And we have hidden our stuff on the magic carpet where the GM does not know where it is. <laughs> he does not know. We've... 
put the the carpet. What, what did you say? On one of those little strings where we tie him up, and he goes up and he floats. You just sent him flying high up into the air to just hang out and wait for you. Yes. Yes. It's just in direct y-axis straight above our heads exactly just mid-air with no obstacles and no one can reach it not even nakumba <laughs> you hope <laughs> we've already said this this is fact <laughs> we, reca- we recounting it <laughs> anyway so you uh, you you entered the pallid court you uh you dropped nefrini's name got got you in through a a couple layers of of uh people asking questions and uh then there was a, a rather fun encounter with Lamar. Right, Lamar. We were offered refreshments, <laughs> and then we were offered a snack. Yes. <laughs> and we took both. <laughs> you took both. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I did get to remove both boxes on my thirsty aspect. Yes. So now I am pretty much back to yeah, normal. You feel very, you feel very, you're very feeling satiated. much better. Yes. And yeah, I'm feeling good. Yeah. Lamar so, did his job. He did. We refreshed. <laughs> and there was much blushing and it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and now I think we're just... I think, I think the best summary that I think you, uh, you, uh, so carefully illustrated was the, the feeding encounter on Lamar was scary yet sensual. That was my favorite. Awesome. <laughs> So from now we ended right as you were about to head into your audience with uh with Lady Alashra of the Pallid Court. And really quick, I just want to clarify because there was some some fate point economy last game. Um Aaron, how many fate points does Eleanor have in her current pool? She has four fate points. Okay. And Tiffany, how many does Mira have? Um, I was owed one at the end of the scene because of the complication, um, of the fire in the square. Yes, I remember that. Um, so I didn't get it at the time because it was going to give, it was going to make like a feedback loop feat. Oh, that's right. Yes. When, if I, cause I did a hostile invoke. Yes. On something. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so you, you would have gotten an extra fate point. Right, so I am up to three. Okay, cool. Ooh, seven fate points. You're going to yes. need them. Oh, oh, no. No, we're going to have a good time. Things are going to go our way. Probably because <laughs> you have seven fate points. <laughs> That's what I love about fate. It's all about what are you willing to spend? How much does success mean to you? All right, so you are... So again, the pallid court is this... You're, you're walking around down a hallway of elegant white marble um you're... Oh, one thing sorry before oh. we start this um last time i was discussing eleanor's past and oh, yeah. that there was a vampire that she was chasing that she'd been hunting with her family and he had found her and bitten her yes and i said that his name was darius santiago yes um Upon reflection, I would like to change that last name as I feel like it's very in our world and today, mm-hmm. and it doesn't quite fit the region I want this. Uh, Eleanor's from a northern region, um, and I feel like that name just doesn't quite work with where they're from. Yeah. So I'm going to keep the first name of Darius. Okay. And then the last name that you and I had discussed 
was Obliviat. Obliviat. Darius Obliviat and his clan is the Obsidian Thirst. Okay. So since it hasn't particularly mattered in the past, we're just going to go ahead and retcon that. So your your vampire or him as you refer his to dagger. him. dagger. Yes, the the man the the vampire whose dagger you still carry today that l- led you to arriving in the oasis in the first place is Darius Obliviat of the Obsidian Thirst, yes. a vampire lord. I feel like that's a lot more thematic. All right. Cool. So, you are walking down a hallway in the pallid court being led by a uh, being led by a guard wearing a uh, wearing light armor and a, a helmet that conceals most of his face and uh carrying a spear um as he walks you down the hall and as you're wa- as you're walking down it is very dim there are um little sconces with torches as you go and the uh, everything is this elegant white marble with pale sort of bluish veins running through the stone it's really pretty and everything sounds very as you're walking down the hall and the sound of your shoes and the sound of his the butt of his spear everything sounds very hollow so the guard reach it comes to a pair of double doors he uh opens and leads you inside you walk into a a not enormous throne room but a very it feels like a small throne room for someone who is not but but large for someone who's not actually a monarch of any kind um and sitting on the chair is lady alasha alzania the queen of the pallet court she has a uh, silver headdress that looks like a big fan that gives her a, a haloed appearance that you similar to what you'll see in sometimes in classic uh, classic art so a big arcing halo above her head in bright shining silver and then she's wearing a dress that has a cross uh silver straps crossing from her shoulders across her chest and then uh, a halter a halter top of silver flowing cloth that drapes down uh that drapes down her body and on her on her forearms is just a ton of silver or or white gold bangles and her skin is was once a very rich uh deep deep brown and is now uh, it has a ashy tone to it but she's wearing really elegant makeup with um very dramatic eyes and her lips are just so bright red and as you as you walk in she looks at uh she looks at both of you and in the moment as her eyes kind of move from one of you to the other in the moment that her eyes meet yours your heart just kind of stutters for a second and your breath just pauses and it's 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 not like a it's not a psychological reaction it's like a physical a raw physical reaction to her presence and her magnetism as her as her uh very human eyes just dance across your uh dance across your soul and she smiles just very gently as 
you stand in the doorway and the uh, the guard uh the guard gestures for the two of you to go forward and says go ahead this is your chance kind of look at mira and give her the little nod my head like let's do this let's do this thing the lady speaks up so who has Nef- who has high priestess nafrini sent to visit me on this fine evening good evening uh lady elashra let me introduce ourselves I am Eleanor Westergaard. I kind of don't really want to say my last name. At that (laughs) moment, you say that name. I didn't really mean to say it like like, I'm. As I said that, I want shit. Oh shit! Should have not said that last name. So. She just has you so unseen. I would like to compel your aspect. I, I I was expecting this to happen. I didn't expect you to do it right off oh, the bat. Um, I can am. We go back. Can we just? Oh, like, this is too good. You this know, is just too good. Turn back time. I'm going to. I'd like to offer you a fate point to compel the Westergaard family business because your family are such notorious oh. hunters that they are. No, that name has me has has meaning even this far south, and it will have a reaction. I just want to say that I've had like my full glass of wine. And I was not <laughs> and we just clearly. starting. I was not thinking clearly. I should not. Know. <laughs> so I, I am going to press this compel. If you don't want to accept this compel, you do have to pay a fate point. Because I think this is of a pretty serious, no, dramatic I think importance. That was a really bad slip up on my part. I'm really sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Mira. As she takes her fate point. <laughs> I'm going to take the fate Oh, there it goes. <laughs> so, you, as you say that... I kind of, like, try to just grab those words back in. You see the ever slight, ever so slight tensing of a jaw and a quirking of an eyebrow. But, otherwise, she oh. lets you continue talking. Free fate point. <laughs> no, no fake points come free. <laughs> she wants to hear what else you're gonna say. <laughs> I am Eleanor Westergaard, and this is my companion, Mira Bartridge. We are here. Um, the High Priestess Nefrini has sent us. She said that you owe her a favor. And that us coming to see you and to get your insights on some problems we are facing uh, would would pay that favor. Nafrini, in all her glory, has granted you the favor that I owe her. Really, what? Did you do? Can I look at Mira? Like she looks so amused, kind of like that, like when a kid comes and asks a parent, "Like, mommy said you could do such and such," or "Mommy said I could." <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of looking at Mira, like, should we tell her about the face? 
I see that's the thing is we are already in this like dark den and you and and like we're already like in trouble and now we're like vampire hunters in a van in a den of vampires I'm not entirely sure I want to tell him about the things. You are just now becoming I am just, aware. I'm shaking in my absolute boots. I have, I am so, Mira is so out of her depth. Oh my God. You are <laughs> just now becoming available, uh, uh, becoming, sorry. You are just now becoming aware of several other people along the edges of the room, kind of in the shadows, dressed in absolute per best step finery. And some of them are just sitting there watching. You see one man who has uh, one finger just kind of in his mouth, um, like he's savoring something. You see um, another, uh, you see a woman who is presumably draining a, uh, a, uh, another lady sitting on her lap. Um, you see some other forms oh kind of on the sides. Oh my. You are not alone. Uh, you are in the heart whew. of the pallid court. I think that we were feeling really confident with Lamar. He was so nice and he was <laughs> so at ease. And now we are not at ease. <laughs> I'm starting to think there was strategy in sending him out as the vanguard oh, and then no. throwing us into the lion's den. The High Priestess Nifrini is very good friends with Sultan Hijani. And you may have heard of his court that resides in the Oasis of the Figs. Her face is, is like, stony. I'm aware. You see, my companion and myself... We are from the Oasis of the Fix. That is what brought us to Nufrini. We had an errand. The, the Sultan had an errand for us that we ran to her. Um, however, we cannot get back to the Oasis. We are stranded right now. We have come to Nufrini for some help, and she has sent us to you. I'm sorry. I'm confused. How could I help you with the oasis of... I don't really want to tell her. I don't want to tell her what is happening. I think at this point, we kind of need to ingratiate herself, too. Because the only one who knows of your affliction so far is Lamar. And I think maybe if you kind of had like a one of us situation like leveling with her a little bit saying like my hunting days are behind me i kind of need your help because i'm on the vampire team a little bit <laughs> that might be i think the only way to gain her favor without yeah. totally outing us okay uh, the reason that nefrini has sent us is not to help us find the oasis um i have been in the oasis for over 200 years. How I found the Oasis is I, it was by accident. I stumbled upon it after I had been bitten by one of your kind. 
uh, the, the figs in the oasis had kept uh, the whatever it is that turns you into a vampire, it kept that at bay. Now that I am out of the oasis, I no longer have access to the everlasting figs, or the eternal figs. Therefore, I feel that the transformation is starting to happen. And I don't want it to. As you've been talking, her mouth just widens into a toothy <laughs> Cheshire grin, and you see her full, long canines in front. And she stands up ever so slowly, and she's just looking at you, and she's unnaturally still. And then suddenly, in the blink of an eye, she is in front of you. She is just zipped across the room, blindingly fast. Oh, I can't breathe. Yes, that is an appropriate reaction. She is in your face, and her nose is like a few inches from your nose, and her eyes are in, like, boring into you in a, like, not aggressive fashion, but in a, like, absorbing fashion. You cannot look away her gaze is absolutely mesmerizing and a little part in the back of your like reptile brain is screaming <laughs> oh, vampire gaze no 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 but that part is like really far back it's really far back <laughs> and and then suddenly she walks starts walking around you and it breaks the gaze, and you breathe. Suddenly, you realize you haven't breathed in several <gasps> seconds. And she starts walking around. And she, you hear her sniff in deeply, and you, f you feel just a light brushing around the back. Mira, as you're watching, as she's walking around her, she has like dipped her head in, like a little, a little too close to Eleanor's, like, the back of her neck as she's just sniffing, and then she continues walking around, and then she reaches the front of you again, and uh, the eyes, again, are there. And it's like, the whole world has sort of faded, and there's the eyes. A Westergaard was turned? Oh! <laughs> oh, that is glorious. <sighs> Eleanor is definitely not happy, especially with that. I can, I can smell the venom in your face. I'm so glad you came here. We can definitely help you. I want to reverse. Reverse the venom. She turns and walks back up to her uh back up to her chair or up back up to the uh, the dais that her chair is on. And turns back around, and now it feels like a, it's a... She turns back and looks at you, and she's... Her gown is shining, 
in the torchlight. And she looks back. Why? Why would you want to go back to being normal? My dear, have you used the gifts of your blood? You have. Have you felt the strength, the speed? And again, she's like right in your face again. She zips across the room in the blink of an eye. Why would you ever go back? She does another little pace around you in silence and stops in front of you. I will offer you a place here in my court and I will teach you how to use these gifts. Whatever you have seen of those barbarians in the north, those bloody savages, we have created something very different here in Perbastet. We are part of the city. I am on the council. I am not some backwater lord raiding villages for our feasts. Our dolls come to us. And she gestures off to the side where one of the one of her courtiers is drinking on someone. They come willingly, and we take very good care of them. Eleanor is sort of hypnotized by her. And honestly, she's never thought about entertaining becoming a vampire. And now that she's posing these questions, there's definitely some thoughts flitting around of, why not? Why Would not? Would it be indeed. so bad? Because if, if that's kind of how the vampire culture is, that like regionally maybe Eleanor has only ever seen these kind of bloodthirsty raiders. Yeah. And if this is kind of like the other side of vampire society. High society. Yeah, I mean, where she's probably pretty comfortable. This, I imagine, sounds probably pretty appealing to her. Wow. I mean, have you just thought for so many centuries that it is something, you know, you have been taught your whole life through your family to to hate and reject and hunt and destroy. And now that you kind of, you know, you, you got bitten and you were like, no, 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 no. Stop this dead in its tracks. You hung out in the Oasis for a while and kept it at bay and just kind of stopped time. And now that you are faced with a, another perspective, I feel like we're getting into something a lot deeper here where we are talking about, you know, what you, what are your beliefs as you grow up and because of your family business or whatever, your your family traditions and culture, you have this, yeah. this perspective and now all of a sudden a new perspective comes mm. and you have that choice. What do you do? Do I do what's expected of me or is what I want really something that's just so different from what I was brought up to believe. Yeah. I don't know. This is a a big, this is a big decision. She speaks up. Tell me, child, who was it? 
who were you hunting that became your sire? Eleanor reaches down and she, she pulls out the dagger and holds it out. There is a clan up north. You may or may not have heard of them. They go by the Obsidian Thirst. Hmm. And I believe their lord at the time, it has been so long, was Darius Obliviate. Hmm. Yes. Yes, I do know him. They've been around for a long time. Guess what? He's still alive. She smiles and nods, and she moves in closer. How would you like to end him? I could give you that. She's now talking Eleanor's language. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, that... Very much. That was my mission. That is what we had worked so hard for. We've been tracking them for over two to three years. It taken us so long, and they had they had wiped out villages. They had killed my friends, family members. Bloody savages! Did you know that the Wester Guards are still alive? Her heart, like, skips a beat. Is it they're alive? So I hear. I've never had the honor of meeting one until till today. They don't, they don't generally make it this far south, but I still hear mention of them in, in discussions. I think they're out there. Hmm, wouldn't that be interesting? If you could finally bring an end to the obsidian thirst, I mean, it's quite the accomplishment. But you're a vampire. Why would you want me to to hunt or, or kill others of your kind? Something that you will learn when you stand by my side, darling, is that the clan is everything. I don't care what happens to the Obsidian Thirst. It means nothing for the Pallid Court. He's a rival. And I would consider it a personal triumph to have you in my court. Do I have to be a full vampire to be in the court? Oh, my darling, that will happen. That is what you're destined for. There is really no other way. What Here's what's going to happen. She starts walking toward, closer to you again. Eleanor's breath is kind of taken aback You're here. going to get thirsty. You are going to feed. And sooner or later, you will kill someone. And when you do, the transformation will be complete and you will be one of us. This is how it works. This is the destiny that he doomed you to 250 years ago? How did you stave that off? She, her, her mind is suddenly on a different track. You can tell. Something has shifted. 
how have you not changed in 250 years? And she's looking between the two of you now. I'm, Mira, you feel like you're being seen for the first time. I'm, I'm sort of yeah, glancing. And for the first time, I feel like I have something to contribute. And I'm, I, <laughs> in that moment, the words, if I may, your ladyship, kind of like formed in my mouth, but like completely died on my tongue and my mouth just opened to nothing. I, and now that she's now that it's like circled back around i it's like my my consciousness is leaving my body and the words are just making their way out um if i may your your ladyship um have you ever partaken in have you ever yourself visited the oasis of figs no your many years of passing can't say that I have. Does it, do you know anyone who has? No. No, I don't. I mean, see, I feel like... I feel like we gotta give her something. Oh, we've given her. We've she... given her something. <laughs> I, I know, what. but now she has questions. And now it's like, we gotta give her something to well, those questions. Because stop selling, Mira. Them stop selling. Mira. <laughs> Mira. Mira. Sweet Mira. I I I think um I think you deserve a fate point for not knowing when to stop talking and negotiating with someone. And try to give her something. And giving yeah. T- I I feel like you've got a sense for a give to get here. And I, I feel like uh that's worth a fate point if you want to keep going down that road. <laughs> a little, a little educa- a little horticulture education. I think never heard horticulture hobbyist. Um, and hey, maybe that will help us. Maybe she will be motivated to help us get there faster if she thinks there's uh, figs in it. For, I don't know. There you go. We could bring. Figs. <laughs> I mean, we could just do a whole run, right? When we get back to the oasis, we'll just load up a whole crate, bring them to all the people, <laughs> all of our new buddies. If we get there, we still have the, the <laughs> damn shadow realm to traverse. I know we got to go to the pyramids. And... So, Miro, are you going to accept the compel and I, let your mouth keep running? I accept. All right, because, run it, away. That is, that is on brand for Mira. Yes, it is. <laughs> um. So, so what you're saying is you've never. You're not familiar with the the power that the eternal things have when one partakes. So uh, now her eyes are on you, and you feel like the eyes are just sort of reaching down, like, into your gut as she walks closer. No, I don't. Please, tell me more. So when one visits the oasis of figs the reason why its namesake um is sort of its own reputation is uh sultan hajani will welcome those into his court when the oasis lands in a new location in exchange for the figs of eternal life and um 
I know a fair amount of the plant-based and agricultural properties of these precious fruits. Um, what we did not know until I met my friend Eleanor here is the effects that figs of eternal life have upon those who are afflicted with non-human qualities hmm. of their lifespan. And I'm not entirely sure I know anybody else like her, but we have both been gifted many decades of friendship uh, due to the figs, and I have been very comfortable knowing her as a human until she was separated from their supply. And that has put her in a very dangerous situation that we care very much together to help her out of. She's she has now turned from you. You can tell she's now no longer listening to you, Mira, <laughs> and she's coming back to Eleanor. I see. So you have been relying on the figs of eternal life for two hundred and fifty years to keep to keep this at bay. How fascinating! When I entered the oasis, I was in quite a state. And the uh, the other keeper of the figs, the previous one before Mira, thought they might help, and and they did. Did you know? Oh, you must. That for vampires, the age of one's blood equals one's power. The older vampires get, the more powerful they become. <laughs> do you do you know how many vampires in my court are older than 250 years she shakes her head only a few my darling I would wager that the venom in your veins has been aging along with you just just waiting to have its chance She's now, she's right whispering in your ear. Give it that chance. She is bringing the full pressure of her force of personality to bear on you. <gasps> this is a social conflict. And if and she is trying to completely, like, dominate you to get you to stay in her court. So. Oh, like, stay right now. Like, I would just stay here. I would I would not go back to the Oasis. Correct. She I wants... I would leave Mira. She <gasps> wants you to be hers. Oh, no. And she is... Oh, no. Well, it's a good thing we have lots of fate points. You have... So she is turning the <laughs> full force of her... And this is... Uh, so we have been dealing with scale before. Everything okay. you've dealt with in the past has been heroic scale, where they have one... Where you or the other person have one level of of scale on, you know, on the opposition. She is operating as a vampire lord at paragon scale, which is two <sighs> levels higher than you. Which means that uh in anything where her scale comes into play and this is absolutely one of them, um where it's her force of personality, her magnetism, she gets a plus 2 over everything. 
Now that doesn't necessarily apply to any to everything. But as a vampire, you know she's going to be stronger, faster, tougher, and in this case, absolutely breathtakingly powerful with her force of personality. Um, in fact, being a hunter largely consists of figuring out how to remove the be the benefit of scale from your opposition so that you can actually take them down. That's what being a hunter is all uh, being a, a monster hunter is all about. So little behind the scenes piece for you. But she is now coming at you with the full force of her personality, which is going in your uh which is going to be a plus six on her dice overall. A plus six? Plus six. To and whatever she rolls. Correct. Told you you'd need those fate points. Ooh, and she is look if she can take you out, then you then that will game over. That the will end. be bye we'll, bye this Oasis. will turn into a very different game of like Vampire the Masquerade in Per Bastet or something well, like that. Well, then I'm pretty sure Mira is going to get turned too. If, uh, if I go down, Ooh. I think they might swarm. So oh, she God. is <laughs> a very different game. She is flat on the dice and she is coming at you with a six. And what am I rolling for opposition? So how that is that is so she is bringing bold. She is bringing full pressure of of intense charisma are you um gonna be are you gonna try and sneak you know slip away with covert are you going to meet her toe-to-toe -to -toe with bold of your own are you going to lash out with brutal are you gonna try and like you know find your calm with focus oh i really want to be clever because that's my best stat yeah. how can you be how <laughs> can clever. you I mean, as you've been talking, I mean, even in your just sort of like in character, you know, thought process as you've been revealing, I think that, I mean, is obviously your very strong, you know, mental, uh, mental battle that you're having, but it seems like clever would be pretty reasonable because, mm -hmm. you know, you've been really calculated about like what to say, how to reveal, like diplomacy is kind of your jam and... Mm -hmm. And, you know, you kind of are, are, you've been working since we entered this room on deftly navigating yes. the release of information. And so I think Clever yeah. is probably okay where your it. footing is. So Eleanor is so drawn to her. Mm. Eleanor wants to take this. <laughs> like, at this moment, she is, I mean, this power that's coming at her is painting this picture you know, where she is this powerful vampire knight or whatever in this court that can go out and perhaps find her family again and rid them of this horrible vampire clan up north. Now, she's not obviously thinking that, oh, if I show up back home and say, hey, family... I've just killed all these vampires, but hey, I'm a vampire too. Like she's not yeah, thinking about those, cause. about those consequences, right? She's just, I feel like the, the power that Alasha is putting is, is painting this like very rosy mm, picture. Of course. You know, it's not, not all the bad stuff. However, she wants to gain her favor. So she kind of wants to take it sort of, but see how she could maybe use this to her advantage to maybe 
use some of this power to get what she wants and sure. get out of here. So she's going to sort of act like she's playing along, but, but resist just okay. enough yeah. so that she still maintains control of herself. And that's how she's cleverly... Okay, uh, that works mm, for me. Cleverly I'm... working sort of with but against. Okay. Well, come on, dice. Ooh. Oh, so a plus two on the dice. Oh, it's still not enough because my clever is plus three. So that's a plus But that brings five. you to a five. But if I pay a fate point, yep. I'm going to get yes. a plus two. And what do you want to invoke? I am invoking the Westergaard family business because in her heart, she is a hunter. Yep. She knows how to play the game. She's, I mean, I'm going to invoke the, uh, I guess the high concept too, is she's an infiltrating enforcer. Well, she, so you only, you only need one, you're only invoking one I know, one but I'm just telling you how I'm... Okay. Because she's also an infiltrator. It fits she knows, so well. She knows how to yeah. get in and, uh, I mean, her job with her family, I I believe, it was getting into... Yes. Like, into the sneaky places. Like, how do I make friends? How do we, how are we going to get into this situation? How are yeah. we going to take these people down? What makes them tick? How do we... How do we take advantage of all these opportunities? Okay, so that puts you at a plus seven. You are, you 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 are dancing right along with her, and you are keeping, you are staying just barely, barely ahead of her. Mira, she is not. You can tell that her focus is entirely on Eleanor, um, and this is going to continue so we're going to basically take exchanges as if this was a as if this was a a as if this was a physical combat except for this is happening on the social battlefield stress and consequences will will be used in the same way that we would do in a physical combat but they will but they're reflective of of social or mental breakdown rather than okay. physical so she is she is literally trying to like take out your will to resist her okay okay and th there's an element of supernatural um domination in this as well okay so um so that is her action so you can try to fight back you can try to build a defense for yourself with create advantage you know you can you know so let's be clear what is her objective is to get you to join her court. What is your objective? Because that's what you're fighting for. My objective is we came to get answers about my condition. And I feel like she's given us some answers, but I don't know that they're entirely true. Because she basically said that there is nothing that I can do, mm -hmm. that I'm going to kill somebody, and then I will be a vampire. And I feel like there's got to be something else in there. Because we did find that the figs that that is an answer to it so if there's an alternative mm -hmm. i would think there are other alternatives there's got to be some gray area in between you know you're just a vampire so i think i'm fighting to get her to elaborate and to see an outcome other than me just staying in the court and being a vampire so objective primary objective leave of your own, under your own power? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Objective B, get answers? Yeah. Okay. Those are the stakes. What are you going to do in the face of her very clear attempt to pull you in? Okay, so I am going to 
try to reason with her. Okay. Um, so as she's gazing at me and walking, is she, mm-hmm. is she like circling or is she just kind of saying, she, she was circling. Now she's in front of you. My lady, what if we were to, to go north and to find the obsidian thirst and to rid them of their leader? Would you allow, would you allow us to, to leave, to go, to go do that? Well, I would certainly never object to killing one of my rivals. But I think you'd be missing out on a wonderful opportunity. I think there is value in, in letting us go, in letting us to go take out your rivals to increase your power. Then we could return. We could even bring more figs if we were able to find it back to the oasis and you could partake of them and see what sort of powers they could bring you. Mm. Sounds like a, sounds like a, uh, uh, this is, a, this, since you're on the offensive at this point, that's a social attack. Sounds like clever to me. Yeah. You're tap dancing. Yeah. Go for it. Definitely tap dancing. Okay, that is a minus two on the dice and a three, so that's one. Okay, so um, she is going to uh, respond in kind, uh, but you don't feel like the the meeting her on intellectual grounds. You feel you're you don't feel like you're running into the same level of of supernatural powerhouse. So she's actually only rolling a two. Oh. Ooh. So she's at a zero. Uh, However, I am going to spend one of her fate points to invoke the, uh, her, her high concept of ancient vampire queen of the palate court. She has been around the block a lot and she is not easily, um, she's not easily tricked. Um, and so she's done a lot of these sort of wheelings and dealings. So that will put her at a two. And I think you're at a one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can either, you had a negative two on your dice, so you could very likely get a better roll if you want to spend a fate point two reroll, or you could just give yourself a plus two for a guaranteed Beating her by one. Yes, because I've got four fate points, so yeah. I will spend another one. Take me down okay. to three, okay. and that will let me win. Okay, so um, are what aspect are you invoking to the, as part of this social wheeling and dealing? I am invoking Lady on a mission because we are on a mission. We need to get some answers, and we need to get out because we have got stuff to do. Nice. All right. So you win, and you just did one social stress. To her. Okay. Mira, would you like to throw in your own um, social offense, or do you want to bolster Eleanor or something else entirely? What would you like to do? It is your turn. Uh, I... I don't know what I bring to the table because this clearly seems like a what's in it for me kind of situation. And I don't think I can offer her anything. You are a friend of Eleanor. 
you offer Eleanor a lifeline of support. You're also the keeper of the figs, and she seems really interested in those. That's true, too. All right, so what would you like to do to either support Eleanor or continue, you know, push you on Alasha yourself? Uh, I definitely just want to bolster Eleanor because okay. that, I think, is the only thing I really have to offer. Um which to say isn't much. Um, so it, just so I'm clear about kind of how this type of combat, so to speak, is working, that I, so am I talking to Alashra in a, like, am I addressing Alashra in a way that will support Eleanor? Or am I, like, in order to do Either that, is I have possible. to talk to Eleanor? Either is possible. Okay, so it's not, like, specifically one or the other. Yeah. But the key, the key is understanding your outcome, which is affects the action. Is it a social attack? Is it a create advantage? Um, yeah. I think if we can get her thinking about something other than me staying here, it's going to be good. That's Shift a her mindset. key way to accomplish your win condition. Yeah. Yes. Because so right now she mean... wants you to stay. Yep. So you did offer her things, though. Like, that was made clear that... Yeah, that was just mentioned. Yes. Yeah, I just kind of did it in passing. So you could right. double down on that somehow. I also mentioned going up north and getting rid of mm-hmm. the obsidian thirst. Yeah, that part I, I, I think hopefully caught her attention. But I think in terms of what I can offer, um, so your ladyship, um, you, you mentioned that you had not experienced the effects of the figs of eternal life before. And I'm sure that someone so well-versed and knowledgeable as yourself, you would like to, I would be more than happy to bring you a sampling so that you may familiarize yourself if just not for curiosity of its effects in whatever manner you deem to, um, to dabble with. So, if that was, if you're trying to bolster Eleanor, yes. then you're creating an aspect of like something you're trying to impose into the scene. Um, so a promise of, you know, a promise, promise of, figs of figs or something that is that, is that what you're trying to create here is a promise. I'm trying of figs? to create enough of an, basically I'm trying to shift her focus to see if letting us get back to the Oasis and what, <laughs> Ever she may lend to help our efforts okay. um, would be advantageous for her. Because okay. right now, all she wants to do is let Eleanor, is she wants to make Eleanor stay, but if she thinks that letting Eleanor leave is more valuable, then that might be something she'd be more willing to do. And maybe even if that just means getting a second pass at getting her to stay when she comes back around upon delivery of the figs, she can convince her to come back to the court when we come back through town. So, important question. Do you mean it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, not necessarily. Here's the thing. I'm not outrightly lying. I'm not bold-faced <laughs> lying. Because Hijani offers figs to folks all the time. That's he our does. Whole job. But 
you know, if I were to squirrel one away in my pocket on our next errand, if that were to save our hides and get us home, I think that would be a price to pay. And I think that would be reasonable. Um, but like, I'm not offering her a golden crate and I'm not even necessarily open to telling Hajani about it, but I, if we, if it takes us a hundred years to come back, you know, I'm not going to feel totally pressured. So my point is like, <laughs> time is kind of on her side. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like the stakes are low in terms of like when she's going to expect me to uphold my end of the bargain. And since it might be some time quite from now, I'm just. Okay. So trying to get out of the situation and I think it'd be reasonable either way. <laughs> so it sounds like you're being clever rather than covert. Right. Okay. Roll them. So, um, anyway, are you, and are you creating, you're creating an advantage promise of figs. And the question is, is, does she buy it? Right. Is she convinced? Um, so my clever is plus two and mm -hmm. I'm going to minus three on the top. Oh, oh no. Well, no. she is rolling her covert to try and suss out the, the, whether or not you're actually being straight with her. And she's rolling a plus three with no scale. Oh. She has a zero on the dice, so she's at a three. You can't... So if you, at this moment, she is actually... You are... Uh, she, she will succeed with style on her defense, which lets her actually twist this back around against you. Um, I am 100% fake. Before she begins Or you can pay a fate that. point and reroll. I'm definitely paying a fate point okay. because you can almost not re-roll worse. You than can that. get worse, yeah. So, are you? What is? What aspect are you invoking to in order to re-roll? Uh, caretaker of the figs. I feel like my offer was probably probably has more clout to it mm. um, because okay. it's like of all people, it's probably a pretty valuable offer coming from me if I'm gonna yeah. promise to bring her some back works do it that's better all right it's a plus two on the dice Ooh. and my clever nice. is plus two so that's plus four okay so that is a that's a clean success so you get you create the aspect um promise of figs I'm just writing that in our doc with one free invoke All right. that you can spend, that you can use in any, you know, however you can make it work for an advantage or a reroll. That is the end of our first exchange. So now it is back to Lady Alastra. So Lady Alastra comes back to you. I would not... I would not want you to walk away from such an opportunity to change your life. You have been, you have been missing out on the greatest gift that blood can give you for 250 years, and there is no chance for you to fight it off. You're just delaying the inevitable. My dear, 
you really should stay here and let me help you. So she is going to actually create her own advantage of, um, of, um, alluring simplicity. And she's uh, using covert to do it. Okay. How, so she will, she's flat on the dice, so she's a three with no scale. How would you like to react? So she's not trying to actually, like, do further stress on you. She's actually trying to maneuver you. Your ladyship, you have been so very kind. And this offer that you're making, it, it's almost too good to pass up. Being in your court would be, would be such an honor. But right now, I am on a mission. I have obligations to fulfill. And so does Mira. If we do not get Mira back, these, these figs of eternal life, the tree will stop growing. We must get her back. If you would be so kind as to help us, to allow us to leave this court in order to fulfill this, we, we would return to you at a later date. And because we have these figs, you know that we will be back. We will, we, we've been to Perbestat before, we would be back. Nefrini is a dear friend of the Sultan. We always come here. We always make a stop. We will bring you the figs and we can discuss our arrangement further. And at that point, I will have come back and I will have defeated the Obsidian Thirst. I will have completed my mission. And I feel that at that point I would be ready to commit to the Pallet Court. That works. Roll it. That you broke down her simplicity, or you are. So that is two negatives and a positive, equaling one negative. So three minus one is two. Okay, so you're one. She's ahead of you by one. I will also say that because you gave Mira, you you made a, a good tie to Mira as the keeper of the figs of the importance and the complexity of the situation. Mira, you are easily without any like further talking. You can kick in a fate point if if. If necessary. What about her her advantage that she just made? Oh, that's right. You did the uh, yeah, the promise of figs. The yep, offer. you can invoke you can invoke your promise of figs to yeah, give you the benefit that. there. Yeah. Okay, so you're just gonna take the plus two because that'll give you yeah. a clean victory. Yes. Yes, we need to save fate points. Okay. Yep. All right. So your your uh, your aspect is spent, but you succeed. You have kept it. You've kept it from becoming alluringly simple. Uh, so, Mira, it is now your turn. Do you want to go on the offense? Do you want to um, s double down on the promise of figs? So the advantage of build of doubling down on an aspect, uh, or sorry, adding invokes to an aspect that already exists is on a tie. It's actually a clean, a tie is a success. If you're working on an aspect that already exists. That could also be any of your other personal aspects, for instance. So whenever you can work with an aspect that's already in play, there's an advantage to doing so. Okay. I feel like we got bait and switched. 
I feel like we came in here to get some information, and all of a sudden... That's what the compel did. <laughs> she wants a Westergaard under her, in her power. Oh, wow. You're a prize. I mean, I feel like she just made a pretty compelling offer, and I'm, I'm curious to... Can I... Is it it's like popcorn initiative? Can I, like, defer and let Alasha go before me? You've succeeded yes. in defending. Yes. So now it's your it's actually your turn for proactive move. Oh, you, for me to go on sorry, I, I I apologize. We got ourselves a little confused there. You successfully um right. you spent your your advantage. It is I either of you can go. Okay. It's now your chance to be proactive. You were just reacting. That wasn't your turn. I apologize. Okay. Do you mind if I go? Please. Okay. Your ladyship, if you could assist us in our mission so that we can complete it as quickly and, and as effectively as possible, that will then allow me to return and to reevaluate my options. If you could help us to help me to control this vampiric urges that I'm having with the transformation. If you could help me to know how to make the transition more graceful, we would be ever so grateful. Has there been anyone in my circumstance where they had been bitten, but it has taken a long time for the transformation to occur? Uh, is your, is the key piece of what you're pushing on the, I will come back, or is it the, who has, has someone else been in my situation? Um, well, well, I want to put her at ease that I will come back, but I really okay. want to know, is there somebody else in my situation? Cause I want to know how to control it. That's the whole reason we've come to the pallid court yeah. is to get answers of how can Good. we control this? Okay. So. Uh, go ahead and uh, go ahead and make your make your roll. And I'm clever. You're being Very clever. clever. Okay, so I got a plus one on mm -hmm. the dice with a plus three, so I have a plus four. And I think she is going to uh, resist you with focus because you're trying to. You're now changing the topic to something, and it's a. Can she, is she going to realize the importance of what you're going on? Or is she going to stay focused on her primary thing? So, and focus is not her strong suit. So she's actually getting a zero. You just did three additional stress on her in the, so in the, the interaction. Oh, wow. Congratulations. And she seems to get herself a little, she seems to get a little flustered of, well, there are, there are rebels and offshoots that have explored options, but I would never sanction them here in my court. And uh, you can see that she's getting her, she seems, she's flustered and she's frustrated and she seems like she might be getting angry. Mm. So, um, so you, you had your impact, uh, 
it, it's Mira's turn. It is now Mira's turn. But yeah, she's you can you get a rising sense of of a ang of uh, frustration and angst from her. We we did not mean to offend. This this was not a a slight against the superiority, the very obvious superiority of vampires themselves. Um, I I believe what we are what we're exploring is our curiosity as to the unusual nature of the delayed transformation and how that may since. Eleanor's condition seems to be in flux. How how we may best learn about her transitional state and how and how that may benefit our our uh, journey back to the oasis. Whether it would be more advantageous to be a human with these latent vampire powers, or um, I, I don't really want to speak for you. Um, we we merely are curious, being unfamiliar as we are with with vampirism and and its its potential. We are just curious about the nature of the transformation itself. We meant we meant not to offend. So, what are you trying to? Are you trying to? I'm trying to dispel her mood. I am just trying to like take down the the hackles. Okay. Ooh, so, how yeah. about yeah? Let's do a create advantage cult like calm the situation or 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 diffuse. diffuse the situation yeah okay okay so i would be rolling with clever for sure because that was a yes. calculated decision and uh i feel like since she is in her emotions she's going to re defend with bold without scale okay so i've got nothing on the deck so that is just plus two I rolled a two on the dice, plus her bold. So uh, she has a two plus her four, no scale. So Oof. she got a total of six. Ooh. So. Um, She's not calm. <laughs> so you, what, what was your total? A two. Okay, so <laughs> her defense is going to succeed with style, which means she's actually going to flip that around. It's going to have the opposite it's going to we're going to have an escalate the situation aspect with oh, no! one with uh oh, no! in play with uh, the a new Mira was so calm and so, connected unless i unless there's an unless there's a fate point in play i mean a fate point isn't even going to get me anywhere i'm not going to risk a reroll and plus 2 is only going to put me okay. at 4 so uh aspect of escalate the situation in play and she gets the invoke so to that, she flips around and she is angry and her eyes are now starting to go bright, glowing red. And her features start like sharpening and her, her fangs are in full, like her, 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 her humanity is quickly fading as her, as the monster is starting to come forth. And she strides around the room imperiously. And what makes you think I'm going to let you leave? And then she reaches over and she grabs the uh, the blood doll that's that was uh, that one of her courtiers was feeding her. She grabs her by the arm and she chucks her into the center of the room. Everyone here does what I say. 
And that, that she should not have been able to throw like a 150 pound woman across the room. And she just did with like one arm. And then she comes right back in, coming at you with fury and uh, bearing down on you. And she's coming, she is making a brutal display with her scale, with scale and bringing all of the majesty of being an ancient vampire queen upon you. I Oh, are you going to roll? I'm, I was going to do I was going to do that roll. So okay. she is make she is trying to uh intimidate you at this point. Okay. Because the situation just escalated. Okay. And one on the dice, her brutal is 3 uh makes it 4 plus her scale is again six. Yeah, this is a full vampiric like. This is bad. Yeah. This is real bad. All of a sudden, the appeal of joining this court is like, oh, maybe it's gone. not too much. Woo! Um, your ladyship, I want to remind you that we are here on behalf of the High Priestess Nefrini. Ooh! And she knows that we've come, and she knows that we are trying to get back to the oasis and she is expecting us to be back to the palace if we do not make it back she will know where we are she will know that you have had something to do with it and i don't believe you want that that is an excellent out uh, intellectual outmaneuvering roll your clever defense and fantastic I Mm-hmm. written on my extras friend of Nefrini. I don't know if that's an invoke. I feel it, like that may have been an invoke a few sessions ago. That is an, I, I will say it, w- it was not something you ever got an invoke on, but it's oh. an aspect. You, It is definitely something you can tap okay. with with uh, with fate points, or you can or you could double down like after this defense, you could double down on it and build invokes on it. Okay. It is an aspect. Okay, let me see. Ooh! I got a three on the dice. I got a three on my clever. I got a plus six. So you tie her. So her def- So her attack. You it washes. So you are not no. going to take any stress. What if I do a fate point? So as so, success with style, and do we win? No. So here's what I. So if you at a tie, she does no stress to you. She will get a boost. We'll call it, um, you know, uh, um, something around, you know, blowing fury or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she ha- she can use that in her next, within the next exchange or else it fades. Okay. And, um, but no actual damage occurs. You don't actually take any stress. If you actually push it to a pure defense or to a, if you a plus two will make it a solid success for you. She will not deal any stress. She won't get a boost. But it's not going to push it to be a success with style. That would take a diff, uh, um, a greater. You'd have to beat her by three. You'll only be beating her by two. So it's up to you. But I don't think that's worth it. Okay. That's your fault. Okay. So let's go ahead and say you know um, blowing fury. Okay. So if she can try to maintain her her rage over the next round, but that was a very good like you held firm. So that was her action. Now it's your either of your turn. You can double down on the friend of Nef- on the Nefrini defense. Yes. You can do something else. Yes, I'm doubling down on because that's the only thing that is like bringing sense to okay. her. 
So are, are you going to put do a, uh, a social attack to push back at her, or are you going to create advantage on the friend of Nefrini and kind of build that up so to give you some 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 stores? Um, I, I think. Uh, Note also that Tiffany could do the same. Tiffany could do that on her turn as well. Right. So you two can both do that. I think I want to push her back, and then I'll let if Tiffany, if you want to build on the Nefrini bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can, can I still talk talk about Nefrini and sure, stuff? Sure, of course. And, 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 okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, your ladyship, I would like to just to just reiterate the the purpose that we've come here. Nefrini sent us. We are here for your help. I understand that you are very excited about my family legacy and that. Having a Vestergaard grace your palace is quite exciting for you, and since we don't make it this far south. However, we will need to discuss <clears throat> my staying here at a later date. Right now, we really need to understand how to control my condition so that we can make it home. Nefrini is very intent on us making it back to the oasis okay go ahead and I mean, clever yeah roll it okay i have a plus three because i got zero on the dice okay and she is going to meet your clever and i with really her own want clever. information like I'm trying to get back to the the objective so she's a negative one on the dice plus two so she has a one so what did you have? A three. You had a three. So you beat her by two. So that's a solid success. Okay. You do two more. Uh, you do two more stress. And she is actually going to take her exhausted consequence. Okay. And she is going to... Um, oh, actually, no. She's going to spend her boost okay. to tie. So... That boost will make her spending her boost. So the the her rage carrying her forward is going to let her kind of keep her stride. So you don't do pressure on her. You don't actually accomplish any stress, but you get a boost of holding to reason. Okay. So unless you want to up the ante somehow, let's pay a fate point. Then you would have your solid success again and deal two more stress, and she will take her exhausted consequence. Yeah, let's do that. We need to end this. So in the rate, and her fury seems to have, like, seems like it runs out, and she... And she's seething and sits down on her... Sits, like, plops herself down on her throne, and she's glaring at you. But it seems like you, you're you're holding your ground effectively. Mira, over to you. I'm so afraid of making her mad now, and I because I thought it was my best like peacemaking efforts, and it made her so mad. <laughs> now I don't know what we do. So I will say, so you have so that, that we have the aspect in the scene of friend of Nefrini. She does legit owe Nefrini a favor. That's kind you of you are what calling I was, that in. Yeah. So if you wanted yeah. to lean into that, that There's is a ground. where grounds. I kind of wanted to go, but I just wanted to be clear, like, that is 
because last time we invoked Nefrini, she got pissed. And so I just really want to be sure. This, yeah, that, that, that I mean, seems to be running its course. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you could go that. So you, you're in a position to either, you know, keep pressing on it. And if you, if you want to end this conversation, then you can keep going, making your logical argument down that route. If you want to keep, like, calming the situation, that is focus. That cuts through everything. Yeah. Like, focus it down to, like, this is what is at play. Or yeah. you can try to just bolster. So, Lady Alashra, to to prevent any further misunderstandings or inadvertent offenses, um, let us let us be as clear as as we can be in that we we mean no offense by this and we just what we have here is a a proposal of business we have an exchange to make and we were just hoping that on nefrini's behalf that we may call in the favor that you dutifully and honor honorfully owe her and we were hoping that your holding to your end of whatever bargain you had made with her would be upheld in good faith. Can we count on you to honor your end and maintain this alliance and friendship you have with Nefrini? Okay, make your focus, uh, make your focus attack. And she's going to um, defend with her own clever, trying to see if she can wheedle out of you calling her to the to the floor. All right. Oh, my focus is still three, so yeah. here we go. She's rolling a two. All right. I've got two on the dice, so that would be a five. She Woo! has a zero on the dice with a two, so you get a success Yay! with style. First one of the night. So that actually... You win. Yay! Okay. So, as you look at... There's a like a shift in the room as all of her courtiers are looking at her like... You just got beat. She mm -hmm. takes the... She's going to walk out of here with a, with a consequence of lost confidence. From her court. Ooh, she's and not she's, gonna like us. She's kind of looking around. I do owe Nefrini a favor. Fine. Go, go your way. Go live your mortal life. There are rebel, there are rabble groups that have explored means of deflecting our, the blessing of our blood. And yes, they're in this city. But I couldn't connect you with them if I wanted to, because they all hate me, and I would rip their head off if I ever met them. Leave. Now. And the guard behind you opens the door and sort of ushers you like, Go now. He actually whispers that to you. Okay. That is not quite what we wanted, we, but okay, we will go. 
I see the open door. I see daylight, or, or not daylight, but moonlight. <laughs> uh, we are, yeah. we are out of here. So we, we do appreciate your time and your hospitality. And she just stands up and yells, "Go!" and points a finger out, and <laughs> her face is monstrous. The guard shepherding you out is rushing you along with go, 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 go. Do not stop. Do not stop. Keep walking. <laughs> keep walking. As he gets you almost out to the exit, he pulls you back and he pulls you into a corner. My name is Sadiq Al-Malik and I am a member of the Shadows of Blood and I have the answers you seek. Come with me if you want to maintain your life. Thank you.